Hockey fans, how you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We're here with Season 6, Episode 2, an episode we're going to call The Ellet, as in Winnipeg Jet defense legend Dave Ellet, who wore number 2 for the Jets back in the 80s, uh, 84 through 91, if I'm not mistaken. It's co-host Tom here with you. Uh, I have got, as always, co-host Jared sitting in the chair opposite me. Uh, Jared, how's it going today? Pretty tired, Tom. It's been a, <laughs> it's, it's been a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, a long weekend, but not a long weekend. Next weekend, Halloween. Or, sorry, Halloween. Thanksgiving, I should say. The mm-hmm. actual long weekend. This is just a long weekend, like, you know, uh, relatively speaking, if you will. Well, and, and some of us do get a long weekend. I get a long weekend because the University of Manitoba oh, is closed, right. closed tomorrow. It's only some poor, unfortunate working souls who will be in the office on Monday, uh, right. which I'm assuming you can count yourself amongst. That I can group. count myself. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, it is Monday, October 2nd. Yes. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday the 1st, but yes. it's October now, which uh, basically means it's officially hockey season. This preseason stuff is pretty much done. I mean, not technically they've still got like what a week or more of uh training camp and exhibition games we'll get into that a little later um first we're gonna and, and we're gonna talk a little bit of fantasy hockey later as well uh it tis the season to get your fantasy league draft in to get your uh, box pool office pools things going all that stuff so we're gonna talk a little fantasy a little later here um but first, uh, we would like to get in on Dave Ellett and talk about him. So I, I was just mentioning uh, to you, Jared, before we hit record here, um, I remember Dave Ellett mostly as a Toronto Maple Leaf. He played for the Leafs between the years of uh, 1991 and, or 1990, I guess, and 97. Mm-hmm. And he was in Winnipeg, and he wore number four for Toronto, so I don't mm-hmm. think he was a number two, but uh, he was number two for the Jets between 84 and 90, uh, the 90, 91 season, I guess. He mm-hmm. uh, he was traded, uh, played 17 games for the Jets that season, got traded, 60 games for the Leafs. Anyway, I, he's he was a solid, solid defenseman, hey? Like, what do you... Was, oh, yeah. And I and I I remember him uh, uh, with the Jets as well. Like he was he was really, really good. I think with Winnipeg, he was a little bit more 
uh, of an offensive defenseman, like in uh, good numbers. 87, 88, he put up 58 points, including yeah. four, 45 assists. Uh, eight, 88, 89, he put up 22 goals and uh, 56 points. And uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was always a solid, solid player and uh, was uh, definitely a guy that uh, Winnipeg uh, Jets fans uh, were quite fond of. And I think yeah. that folks were pretty sad to see him traded uh in 1991 and i if i can remember correctly uh and that's a long time ago but the team did not get off to a really great start that year and so mm. he was traded uh with paul fenton and brought back um jets eddie o. jets fan favorite eddie o and and mark osborne and so eddie olchuk was a great player for the jets as well uh, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people were pretty sad to see Dave Ellett go. And yeah, uh, yeah. he, um, so a couple interesting things about Dave Ellett. Uh, 89, he played for Team Canada at the World Championships, even though he was a uh, American-born uh, player. And so his dad was also a professional player. Uh, Bob Ellett, who played for the Cleveland Barons of the American Hockey League. And so when Bob was playing in Cleveland, uh, Dave was born there. And so he had dual citizenship and it caused a bit of a of a kerfuffle, if you will, because uh, mm. uh, Bob Johnson, uh, who is the coach of the American team, longtime coach, uh, Badger Bob. Yeah, he was couple... affiliated with the Penguins, I think. Yeah, won a couple with the Penguins. Okay, yeah. Um, complained uh, to the, I guess, the IIHF or whoever, saying that Dave Ellett had to play in the U.S. because that's where he was born, but also because he had previously been part of the Team USA hockey program. Oh, and yeah. so um, – he was one of the cuts at the 87 Canada cup. And because he never actually played a game for the U S internationally, they uh, overturned the overturned it and let him play for Canada. So there you go. There um, you go. <clears throat> yeah. He, he played according to our friends down at Wikipedia. He played his minor hockey um, in Cleveland. Yep. No, he was born. Sorry. I'm reading that wrong. Uh, his dad, it, it it says his father was a minor league hockey player playing for Cleveland of the AHL. I yes. was thinking minor hockey, like, you know, like what kids play. Sure. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Dave Ellett. Yeah. So I'll give you the quick rundown of his career numbers here, because uh, that's what we, we like to inform here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. So Dave Ellett, seven years in Winnipeg. Um, 475 games, 95 goals, 204 assists for 299 career points with the Jets. Uh, he basically uh, mirrored that with Toronto. He had seven years in Toronto, 446 games, uh, 51 goals, 172 assists, and 223 points. He he had stops in New Jersey and St. Louis and Boston. Um, less, uh, who cares about that though? And so total NHL totals, 16 years, 1,129 games played, 153 goals, 415 assists for 568 points in his 
uh, NHL career, you can add on uh, 116 playoff games to that and 57 playoff points. And did you know that he holds the most points by a Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman in a playoff year when he had 18 points in 94? Uh also the most assists by a Leafs defenseman in a playoff year that same year he had 15 assists so probably probably best remembered in that playoff season though because uh Gretzky scored a hat trick in game yeah. 7 against the Leafs yeah. and banked the third goal in past Felix Potvin off of Dave Ellett's skate there you go yeah yeah, Just and then and up. then and then Ellett scored. Now hold for on, Toronto. that was 93. 93, that was 1994. But uh, no, Toronto. Uh, what a team! <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, big Leafs fans over here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, okay. So there's Dave Ellett for you. Um, yeah. Let's. And he's, uh, he's come oh, back. He's come back to the Winnipeg Jets fold too. I think he's played in those Heritage Classic games. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, that's good. Um, so. Just kind of moving on then, uh, before we get to to the break here, um, mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit of garage league hockey. Uh, it, it, the season kicked off this week. Uh, there were or last week, I should say, there were games Thursday night and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, m- several of the teams are still as yet unnamed, so it's not like we can sort of drop names on you. Uh, no. The team that you and I are playing on, we do have a name. Were the Winter yeah. Club Seals? Mm-hmm. Um, that the name. I think it's. I think it's funny. It's clever. I like it. Uh, <laughs> my wife does not like it. She's a little less into it. But what are you going to do? She's not playing on the team. So, <laughs> but uh, we had. Yeah, we we had our season opener uh, the other night, and well, we got we got thumped. Hey, yeah, we came out on the losing end of things. <laughs> First two period, first two periods were pretty even, and uh, the last period, he, yeah, last period decidedly not. Yeah, so the final score was seven two. They tacked on five goals in the third period, and they got the tying goal, the sec- their second goal because we were up two one. They got that with like five seconds left in the second period. So from that point on, the wheels fell off. <laughs> we, were, we were, we were. The first two periods, though, we largely controlled the play. We had so many shots, so mm-hmm. many chances, a couple posts. You know, uh, that is the way the cookie crumbles because the we just we weren't getting the right bounces, and then and then when the wheels fell off in the third period, I think we just kind of stopped skating. And uh, yeah, they tacked on five there on us, and. Uh, uh, the wind got taken out of our sails, I think, a little bit. A little there. bit. A little bit, yeah. I would yeah, say. You know what? It was still fun. Still yeah. had a good time. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, a couple, uh, the Thursday night game, we were both in attendance and uh, it was a, it was a good, uh, it was a good start to the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Team one played team three 
and yeah. uh, and sort of uh, took it to him early and didn't let off the gas, winning four yeah. one. Um, so if you're on team one or team yeah. three or team get, four, get, get a, a team name, name already. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you waiting for? Yeah, the we season could, has we could begun. Be sh- we could be shouting you out proper here on yeah. on the on the the podcast. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. And- I'm thinking that we're gonna do some uh, pre and or post game and or uh, live from the bench kind of uh, intermission interviews that we'll we'll play on the show here as the season gets going and and moves on. Uh, it's something that uh, that we'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, we can't. We can't do that if you don't have a team name. Yeah, we don't know who you are. We can't. We can't. Yeah. We can't invite you in. Sorry. So yeah, that's the way it is. Um, yeah. and if you know folks want to track, uh, you want to get really invested in the Garage uh, League of Hockey. Uh, we've got a pretty uh, spiffy website that mm-hmm. uh, co-host Tom is is helping to update this year. And uh, you should go focus, uh, check it out. You can see stats and standings and all sorts of other fun stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, listeners, uh, if you're um, if you're just tuning in, Garage League of Hockey, of course, is uh, a newish league. This is year two of it. And uh, it's out of the Winter Club. And it's just it's an alternative to the ASHL in which many of us have played and just grew sick of. Uh, if you're an ASHL employee, I apologize for slandering your business. Um, it's, it's fine. It is what it is, but, uh, you know, uh, there was enough of us that were sick of it, that we, uh, that a new league was formed and here we are. So uh, garage league, it's awesome. It's a really good time despite mm-hmm. getting, thumped last night jared the winter club seals took a beating but we've got the perfect song to play yeah right yeah we got knocked down tom but we're gonna get back up again <laughs> and we had a lager drink somebody uh, might have had a whiskey drink i don't know um, yeah but <laughs> couple we're... log couple lager drinks yeah so <laughs> yeah Without any further ado, this song's going out to the Winter Club Seals because uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, like Jared said, we got we got knocked down. We'll get back up again. Um, Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, everybody's favorite Australian band. Are they Australian? Don't know. <laughs> I think I just assumed that. I don't know. Uh, like a name like Chumbawamba is very, you know. They're Australian or they're British or the maybe uh, they're British. They're British. My apologies to the people of Australia. Um, but yes, Chumbawamba with their song Tub Thumping here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
right. That was uh, Chumba Wumba, a very British band with their international hit song, Tub Thumping, uh, going out to the Winter Club Seals, losers last night by a score, or Saturday night by a score of 7-2. We got thumped, we got knocked down, but we'll get back up again. Co-host Jared, let's talk a little bit of fantasy hockey, office pools, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because... Uh, it's the time. Now, yes, it's the time. And we're recording this on Sunday. Tonight, I've got my fantasy league draft. I do a, this is, I think, the third or fourth year of our league. And uh, it's all buddies of mine from uh, Regina that I was friends with there. And uh, now we're kind of all, like, a lot of the guys are moved around. Some of them are still in Regina. Um, but it's a super fun league. It's so there's 12 teams in the league. It's uh head to head. Um, the mix of categories is pretty standard, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the goalie categories are actually pretty important in our league. I, I learned, uh, the hard way one year when my goaltenders were, uh, subpar that, uh, it's hard to win when you don't get those goals. You like you can lead in a lot of categories, but if you lose every goalie category, then you have no chance. So you got to have your goalies on the go too. So that's an important part of considering uh, in your draft. A lot of things that you read about fantasy hockey don't they don't uh, suggest taking a goalie in an early round or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're often a lot of people have the sort of opinion that you should just be adding and like maybe have your one or two main goalies and then you just add and drop goalies based on who's playing and and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. um, people don't want to carry extra goalies right uh, but I I found I found last year and when I did really well through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that having, having like I had a I had four goalies on my roster basically at all times, and three of them I basically kept the whole season. Uh, although you know you change your some guys not playing well, somebody else is you drop them, you add them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I used the fourth goalie as kind of a pick up and drop spot where like if I need a start, I can maybe look into the glass ball and. And um, or the crystal ball and 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 the old glass, the old, the old glass ball, <laughs> the eight ball. Uh, so, uh, okay, let me ask you a couple of questions. I haven't played fantasy hockey for a couple of years. The league that I used to be in disbanded. Uh, I play every other fantasy sport. I am obsessive about fantasy baseball and have run a league for about twenty years now with the same group of guys. Uh, I play fantasy football some fantasy basketball. I am not in a fantasy hockey league. So I want to know a couple of things about your league because you should be prepared because you're drafting tonight. So uh, these questions should be at the top of your, or these answers should be at the top. And if of they're head. not, what am I doing? If you're not, what are you doing? Okay. So uh, do you guys play through Yahoo or ESPN? It's a ESPN. It's an ESPN league, and do you keep players from year to year, or, or is no. it uh, it's a redraft league every year? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. And so you said that it is a head-to-head league. Uh, do your rosters lock for the entire week, or can you make substitutions kind of day by day? Yeah, you get seven waiver pickups a, a week, so you could do one a day. Okay, um, but you're changing your roster every day. Oh, yeah, like about who's on the bench and who's in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the you do have a bench. Okay. Um, I forget the exact number of players that you can have. Okay. Um, but there's something like like every every day or every game there's there's um like spot, you know, like you could have two goalies playing. Mm-hmm. You can have I think you know, it's maybe it's five or sixty, and then it works out that um, you, if you have everybody on your roster playing, you still have to bench a couple people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you, there's some choices to make in that way. Okay. Um, yeah. um. All right. Well, no, that makes that makes sense. I think the last time that I played fantasy hockey, we were rolling, uh, with, uh, nine. I want to say we were rolling with nine forwards and 60 and two goalies starting. And uh, do your forwards have specific assigned positions or is it just a general catch-all just forward? General forward, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So there's, um, okay, I just opened the app here, but yeah, you can have, well, and maybe this isn't right because we haven't done our draft yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but that we there's also like a utility player that you could have yeah. so it can be either forward or defense but there's something like 5 d spots or on mm-hmm. any night or whatever but mm-hmm. if you want uh, a sixth you, you know you can in that utility spot it can be anybody mm-hmm. um but you can only start two goalies a night mm-hmm. and, uh, and then there's a couple bench spots and there is an injured reserve spot as well okay so, so you, get, you if you, you can only guy, carry one injured guy i forget if it's one or two Okay. Very interesting. There's a couple. Yeah, I think it's a couple spots. So if you have, you know, uh, one of your guys gets injured um, and you, uh, you know, you don't want to, you can, you can put them on the IR Mm -hmm. and still have room on your roster to pick up because if you do a waiver claim and you're at the roster limit, you, you got to drop somebody unless they're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the IR or whatever. So, so last year I mentioned I did pretty well. I had the first overall pick that helped. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of an, it's, I would think kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Any right? guess who I might've taken? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe who McDavid it was, yeah, it was Connor McDavid. I mean, you, you're an idiot if you don't take McDavid first overall. If you get first pick and you don't take McDavid, then you do not deserve to be. Well, to and play. so like, it's pretty interesting because, like I said, I play in three other fantasy leagues and we have mm-hmm. dra- drafts every year. I play in a mix with I've got some keepers, keeper league stuff going on, too. But there is no consensus number one in any of the other three leagues. Yeah. Right. There's a like couple you guys can, you could take. Yeah. Yeah. But for hockey, it is a no brainer. 
Yeah. You, you take McDavid. Your top two spots are no brainers. Who would be your number two? Dry sidle. It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah. Fantasy wise, he scores, he puts up points, he's power play points, uh plus minus. The only thing he does he blocks shots occasionally. Uh like the only thing he doesn't have his uh great numbers on would be hits probably, but you know your, so your league rewards points for hits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice! So uh, you get a, you can you can put a guy in that all he does like a a Brandon Tanev. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you record or do you get? Uh, I know some hockey leagues uh, give points for penalty minutes. Yeah, we got pims. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here, then, I guess a little bit of strategy. Um, I actually like the idea of potentially. Because for reasons that you mentioned off the top, um, there is probably four to six really great goaltenders, right? And then there's kind of a drop off to the second tier. I would be okay with jumping early and getting Getting a solid goalie. And I mean, obviously, you can't look into the glass ball and see <laughs> how th- how things are going to go, right? And injuries yeah. are going to well, happen, and exactly. any of that stuff stuff can happen. Um, do you it's a, like... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, it's a snake draft, right? Okay, yeah. So, so like, if you pick first, then you don't get a second pick until 24. Yeah, so... So, uh, depending on your draft position, yeah. you might, with your 24th pick, maybe you... You Which would take only be your second pick. Maybe you take the goalie then. Because you know that you're not picking again for a very, very long time. So well, you a... would get 25. You get pick one and then you yeah. get pick 24 and pick 25. So you could go, you know, with one of 24 or 25. Maybe that's when you take your goalie. And then you're like, if you're going to, for me, I can already tell you, I'm going to try and take Hellebuck as my goalie mm-hmm. uh, because I know he's going to play a million games. And he's mm-hmm. going to win a lot of games, and his goals against and his save percent are going to be pretty good. Yes. So that's a safe bet. Vasilevsky yeah. is on everybody's list, but he's out for two months injury now. He just had back surgery or something like that. Right. So he's going to be out for a while, which we can get into some NHL stuff in the next segment. But like, <laughs> who's Tampa's goalie? What are they going to do? Ilya Sorokin, he won the Vesna, didn't he? Right. So he's going to be high on a lot of people's lists. He'll go. Fa- he'll go early. And again, he's a guy who's going to play all the time. He's going to get wins. Goals well, against, and I mean, all you, that. Think, be good. you think a guy like Shesterkin for the Rangers would be a pretty well, solid exactly. pick. And then Allmark for Boston. Yeah. Um, but then they also have Swayman. So when, right. you get, when you get into teams like that, where it's like, yeah, they're both really good goalies, actually. Okay, um, so then but in, they, split, it, they split games. You so know? then so in, you want with your first pick of goalie. You want the guy who's going to play 60 plus. Yeah, you want the workhorse. So, okay. So then in a situation where your pick comes up and you need a goalie and you pick one of those Boston goalies, are you going to handcuff him and select the other Boston goalie as well? Oh, that's actually probably a good strategy. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if you were, if you had that first overall, like if you get a a back to back pick, so if if you pick 12th, you'd get pick 13. Right. Um, Maybe you don't want to be picking a goalie that early. Probably next round. If, 
but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, so it's kind of the way that I think about it. It's very similar uh, to a fantasy football draft with a running back where, you know, if you're picking a top guy, then you're going to try in later rounds to also get his handcuff because if that guy goes down or he gets, gets on a heater uh, and, uh, or sorry, he, he, he's not playing, then you've got his backup automatically ready to go. Um, are, so snake drafts, snake drafts can be a little bit tricky. Um, everybody wants the number one pick. I never want the number one pick, especially in a snake draft. I want, uh, in a, in a 12 team league like yours, I want somewhere between eight and 12 because you're kind of you're right in the middle but yeah you'll have draft spots close to each other yeah yeah for sure so when i got the number one pick last year yeah you know obviously you're just like well it's a no-brainer i'm taking mcdavid yeah you have to and then and then by the time you get your next pick well, yeah, your McKinnons, your Pasternak's, your all those guys Austin are gone. Matthews, your Kaprizovs, all these guys—they're all gone, right? Yep. Um, and I'm trying to remember who, uh, without stalling and opening up the app and looking and whatever, who did I take with my second? I don't, and I don't necessarily recall, but I did take Kyle Connor relatively high. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had, I think I had three jets last year on my roster and I'll probably go for about the same. I got to have a little flavor, a little, uh, Winnipeg jets flavor on my fantasy team. Um, okay. I had Hellebuck and Kyle Connor and I, I think I had Nick Ehlers was my other jet. Oh, and how'd that course, work out for you? Uh, just awful. Honestly, like he was hurt so much and when he played, he was good, but he was just hurt so much. Okay. And so Kyle Connor was like, not as prolific no, uh, he started the season very slowly, goals mm-hmm. wise, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he came on later, but um, you know, and he's a solid producer. And i I would go, I would go Kyle Connor again if I have the opportunity. I'll take him. Okay, um, couple but... more, couple more strategy questions. Then um, you just mentioned you like to pick Jets because it's a hometown team. Whatever, yeah. are you? Are you picking players based on your own sort of preference affiliation, or are you a cold, heartless bastard and picking the best player available, even if it's guys that you don't like, right? Like, Mm. say you don't like Brad Marchand. There's lots of folks out there who don't like Brad Marchand, but he's the best player on the board. Are you taking him or are you leaving him for somebody else just because I can't cheer for that guy? Yeah. And I no offense if you like Brad Marchand. I would take him. Okay. Um I there's only like a couple players I don't really like. And mm-hmm. uh I doubt they'll be available to me anyway. I mean, sure. you never know. But like and and you know what? Like if it comes to it and Austin Matthews is available, <laughs> maybe I take him. I don't like him. I'd take him. Because I well. know he's gonna score me forty plus goals. And you want to win the league. Ultimately, ultimately, that's the goal. So So, in the NHL.com top 250 fantasy league players. Yeah. Austin Matthews is ranked 10th. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. If you've got a Leaf fan in your pool, he will go much higher than that. Of course he will. And And 
But you know what? We don't have any Leaf fans that I know of in our pool. We have several Canucks fans, and a couple of the boys, they load up on their Canucks, which is great because the Canucks are terrible. So, <laughs> although, you know what? JT Miller is a very good fantasy player. Uh, their defenseman, Hughes, good fantasy player. If mm-hmm. Demko's healthy, mm-hmm. pretty good. So mm-hmm. they do have some players that are worth your while, but no reason to load up on Canucks. Okay. Couple couple more quick questions. Do you like to stack players? So have, you know, uh, four or five guys on a top offensive team, like say like Colorado, right? Yeah. Well, I to some degree, yes, I would do that. If it's available to me, and yeah. I can take a line mate or a teammate of a guy, then I yeah. would do that. Because you know that half the time the assist is going to one of those guys on the other guy's goal, right? Or more, okay. whatever the uh, chances are. But So that that's something that I've, I have done a little bit of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's often it's a little trickier when you do the snake draft because, you know, if it's a Miko Rantanen and a, and a uh, Nate McKinnon, well, yeah. they're probably not going to be available. They're right. probably both not going to both be available to you. So, yeah. does your league allow tra- allow trades? It does. Yeah, they're they're kind of rare though. Like, because yeah. people don't want to trade the guys that they like. The sure. only time it happens is if somebody's like, "I need a freaking goalie. I'll yeah. give you something good." Right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. And, and are you playing for? Is there is there heavy stakes involved? Is there is it a cash league? You Are you playing yeah, for cash. pride? Cash. Nice, yeah. nice. So uh, the winner takes home a nice little pot. Cool. And so last year I finished first in the season, mm-hmm. and then they do playoffs. Oh, but okay. Like it, but it's not um, like the 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 fantasy playoffs don't align with the NHL no. playoffs. It's still regular season in the real world. And right. you do your fantasy playoffs like that. So your fantasy season ends when the regular season ends, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that can be that can be kind of tricky too because um, at the end of the year, if people are like, uh, oh, you don't want to um dress a guy because of the playoffs are coming up and that kind of thing. Yeah. And your spot's already secure, right? Yeah. Some of yeah. those bi- big guys are getting sat down. Case. I so, finished I finished first overall in our league and then I got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs because everybody on my team went cold that week. Yeah. Hashtag Brutal. hashtag way she goes. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so uh we're we're gonna have to wrap it up and go to a song. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Generational talent, Connor Bedard coming right. into the league this year. Yeah, I'm interested to see where he goes. Prediction? I think he goes in the first round. Really? I think some, yeah, I think somebody's going to take him in the first round. Just because it won't of... be me. If he's available in the second round, I might consider it. Because depending on my draft position, like okay, he's going to score eighty points. He's going to score eighty points. I think that he's going to, you know, like he's he he will go in the first round because somebody always jumps at the fancy new shiny yeah. shiny oh, exactly. sports car, and he's um, pretty shiny. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I tend to sh- stay stay away from those guys, um, yeah. just because I like to go with the the proven the sort of the proven guys. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because, yeah. um, 
as I found out this year uh, in my fantasy football, one of my fantasy football leagues, my first round draft pick, second game in the year, blew out his ACL. My season is done. Like I'm, I'm done in week two and it's really depressing. So <laughs> it's, it's good to get a sort of nice balanced team yeah. and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, tweak it and see where you can go. Yeah. If Bedard's available in the second or third round, I'd consider taking him, but I'm yeah. not going to take him with my first pick. That's for sure. Uh. Um, do we have, how much time do we have? Do we have time for, for me to just list quickly the top 20 sure fantasy league players as ranked by nhl.com absolutely all right number one you got connor mcdavid number two leon dreisaitl nate dog mckinnon is coming in at number three nikita kucherov is the fourth ranked david pasternak at number five you got jack hughes at six matthew kachuk at seven uh jason robertson at eight Miko Rantanen at 9, Matthews at 10, Kirill Kaprizov's at 11, Sid the Kid at number 12, Brady Kachuk is 13, Tage against the Machine Thompson at number 14, Alex, I love Putin, Ovechkin at number 15, Kale McCarr at 16, Mitch Marner at 17, Igor Shosturkin at 18, Ilya Sorokin is the top-ranked goalie at number 19, and Elias Pettersson of the Vancouver Canucks at number 20. So I was doing some uh, reading and stuff. Matthew mm-hmm. Kachuk, he's a guy, don't really like him. Not a big not a big fan of that guy. But he's a fantasy league beast. Yes. If you've got hits, if you've got pims, shots, goal, all that stuff. Power so plays, that all of he's it. He's a guy that I could see a lot of people overlooking mm-hmm. because they go for the shiny Mitch Marners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Kachuk's on my list to take. Maybe not my first pick. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Where, we'll see where I draft it, basically. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, as you were reading that, I was looking at the ESPN uh, fantasy hockey rankings, and they've got just a couple of things that jump out. Elias Pettersson. They have him ranked third overall, oh, wow. and. Wow. They have Tage Thompson ranked 10th. Um, yeah. I would be somewhat apprehensive on a guy like Tage Thompson just because last year was kind of his breakout year. Everything fell into place. I mean, he's going to obviously he's going to score goals. And I think Buffalo is a team that's obviously on the uptick. Um, yeah. But I, I like I like guys like. Kachucks. I like I, the Kachucks. That's that's a plural. Um, <laughs> I like I, I I hate drafting guys like Mitch Marner because yeah. a I don't like the team and b he's so frustrating. He's yeah. so fr- such a frustrating player. Um, you know, I tend to stick with like the the Mika Zibanejads and the Braden yeah. points and the yeah. I got Braden point really late in the draft last year. And mm-hmm. he was one of my best players. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what he's going to do. He's yeah. good. He's good for the numbers that he puts up. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had 50 goals last year or something like that. Like the yeah. quietest 50 goal season ever, basically. Yeah. Uh, not so, not so bad. Braden point. Good for you. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's probably about all the time we got for this segment. eh? yeah, let's wrap it, it up. is. We do have uh, a sweet song. 
yeah, to go. Yeah. Why Can don't you introduce Can the song? Can so I can't remember. CanCon Classic from mm -hmm. uh, Aldo Nova. It's called Fantasy, and uh, it's a big uh, guitar rock banger. And <laughs> if you're interested, I think Aldo Nova is coming to play at one of the casinos in November. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea, but uh, but maybe, we'll play you know, song, I'm sure. maybe you and your lady friend, Tom, you want to go see Aldo Nova at the casino. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, probably, I probably not, but, you know. <laughs> It could happen. We'll it could happen. Um, yeah. And uh, we were going to talk about a box pool, which is like the old standard. Oh, yeah. 24, yeah, like 24 guys. Pick uh, pick one from each box. Uh, maybe we'll do that offline and yeah. uh, and we'll let folks know how we're doing sort of throughout the year. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Okay. Cool. Uh, so let's play some Aldo Nova. This is Fantasy yeah. on uh, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. That was Aldo Nova, Canadian uh, rock icon, is it fair to say? Uh, with his hit song, Fantasy. You've probably heard that on mainstream radio. Uh, probably the only time you're ever going to hear it here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg, streamed online anywhere and everywhere. Talking hockey, that's what we do for you, folks. We bring you the stuff you didn't know you wanted to hear, and then we shove it down your ear holes. So, yeah, uh, take yeah. that. <laughs> We're going to talk some Jets to close the show out. Uh, training camp is still going on. As we said, the regular season doesn't start till October 14th, mm -hmm. uh, which means the Jets have three more preseason games. They got two against Calgary, one against Ottawa. And there's a big gap between their uh, game. So they play Monday night tonight against Calgary and then Thursday against Ottawa. And then there's a big gap for like a week. And then they play Calgary. So that last exhibition game is going to be basically your opening night roster. Yeah. So, okay. I got a couple of questions for you. Obviously the big gap I'm guessing is because of the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, maybe. Right. Um, yeah. Why, why do they only play uh, in kind of a group of four uh, teams? I don't so know. Cause they've only played Ottawa, Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton. And that's been the case for the last, uh, you know, last number of years. Although, I don't know why that is. 
And I'll tell you, I don't know why people go spend regular season ticket price money on preseason games. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know a lot of them you get, um, you know, if you're a season ticket holder or whatever, then yeah. you get preseason games included in that. So, yeah, sure, go. Uh, and I've been to some preseason games, but I'm just kind of done with it now. Like, honestly, like, I don't I'll, I'll watch a period or two on TV yeah. because um, I'm excited that hockey's back. But then it's not like it's great hockey mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's oftentimes the roster is 90 percent of guys who are going to get reassigned or they may never ever play in the NHL anyway. Which mm-hmm. is fine; they're getting their shot, yep. but that results in a lot of things like um, what we saw happen to Perfetti against Calgary last week, where you get some goon trying to make a name for himself, running around out there trying to hurt people with yep. a cheap shot, blindside, uh, you know, headshot um, that was late, and all the rest of it, like that Martin Pospisil guy or whatever. Like I don't know, I never. Like, okay, maybe I'm being a bit harsh that he'll never play in the NHL, but like, probably, you know, whatever. He's some guy who cares, right? And so it it leads me to believe, like, it's only a matter of time before NHL teams don't even dress any player of note ever during the preseason, mm-hmm. except for maybe the last preseason game. Because why would you? What? Why? Why risk a guy getting hurt for what? Nothing. And... To me, the preseason is way too long. You need to maybe two or three exhibition games. Then let's get it going. I don't know. It's that's 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 my gripe. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, no, no gripe away, man. Gripe yeah. away. Um, it's interesting because I a couple of years ago, mm, well, more than a couple now. Uh, I took my son to a preseason game. It was the first first Jets game he ever went to, and yeah. wasn't he was a lot younger, and so we weren't quite sure how he's going to adapt to the crowd and what was yeah. going to happen. And of course, understandably, he ended up having an amazing time and loving it and eating all the stuff. And yeah, but um, not. I was able to get some discounted tickets because. It's preseason. There's lots of stuff available. So we picked a game uh, against the Oilers, hoping that you get to see McDavid or Dreisaitl or, you know, some of the regular guys. And I think they're not going on the road. No, they're not. They're not coming. They're not coming to Winnipeg. Uh, We did get to see the Nuge. Nice. Yeah. You know, every youthful Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I wonder but, if I was also at that preseason game because I I remember a couple of years back going to one against the Oilers and hoping that you know <laughs> okay maybe McD or uh, yeah. Dry Sidle's coming but well and then it's weird because the following season he was like hey let's go let's go let's go and we ended up going and seeing a, a preseason game against the Devils which was why is New Jersey you figured like. New Jersey's going to play against the two New York teams, maybe Philly, yeah. maybe Pittsburgh. What the heck are they doing up here? Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting, though, because um, cuts are happening. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, like, let, let's down get to, into that a little bit. They, yeah, they're reduced... down to down to 35 players now. Yeah, in camp. so, and, and that, you know, they have to get down to, excuse 23. me, 23 by the time the season starts or 
before the season starts or whatever. Um, so that means there's going to be a bunch more cuts. And the most notable thing that happened uh, Sunday was that there were five players who were cut from Jets camp to be assigned to the Moose. However, five, these well, there were more, sorry, but these five guys have to go through waivers. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I'm going to say a pretty good chance that two of these guys could be lost. Um, so is Ashton Sontner, Jansen Harkins, Jeff Malott, Christian Reichel, and Dom- Dominic Toninato. Now, Harkins and Toninato have been kind of 13th forward for the Jets for a couple seasons. You know, yep. they, they've each had uh, stints where they would play long stretches of the season with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both very good AHL players. Um, they're like, you know not great NHL players. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's potential there and you can kind of see it. Um, it hasn't come together for them yet. As far as Jeff Malott goes again, he's a good AHL player. I don't really know a lot about him. And then Austin Sontner, I don't know anything about him either. And Christian Reichel has had games with the jets, you know, but I don't think either of those three are going to get claimed, but I'm pretty sure that either Harkins or Ton- Tone and uh, might get claimed by another team. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's yeah. teams out there that uh, they you know like your your Anaheim's and your San Jose's or whatever that they could probably find a spot on the third line for one of those guys or something you know so so if that is the case how much does it hurt Winnipeg to lose one of those guys honestly like. I like those guys. Those yeah. those are the those are the type of players that that I've always gravitated towards because, you know, they're the the mucker grinder types. Which yeah. uh, I would I would throw my own game into that sort of category. I'm not flashy. I, I like both. Yeah, yeah, I like both of those guys too. Um, but I don't think it hurts them a ton because for that thirteenth forward spot, they've got a few other guys that are in the mix. You've got that uh, Jeffrey VL guy. Yeah, you've got, so you've got Axel Janssen Fialbi. Yeah. And... Uh, you've got David Gustafson. Um, so there's three guys right there that I would put ahead of the of Harkins and Tony Notto anyway. Yeah, and we um, talked we talked last week that Gustafson it's probably his job to lose. Like he's the guy I think that the Jets would love to see as that 13th forward. Although uh Jeffrey VL um brings uh, an element of sort of size and toughness that yeah. is uh, outside of um, Adam Lowry, maybe, uh, is is kind of lacking. And I mean, you don't want to pin that on your captain. Um, a guy yeah. that's... And you that... don't want to have a roster spot just for a guy because he can chuck knuckles, right? Like, no. he's got to be able to do other stuff. There and, was a there and, was a time there was a time where that worked, yeah, but it, it, yeah. that time is no longer uh, necessary no. Uh, in the league. A guy that's been turning a lot of heads in <laughs> in camp, and I don't know if he'll end up making it. Is is Parker Ford? Yeah, uh, I've really liked the headlines like Chevy found a Ford or something like that. You know. Uh, <laughs> oh, Winnipeg! Oh, Winnipeg! Print media, you're so clever. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, no, yeah, Parker Ford has looked good. Has Here's a question for you. Has he reminded you of anybody uh, past Jets? Because uh, I'll, I'll answer my own question. Uh, Brandon Tanev. Yeah. He's got a little bit of Brandon Tanev in him. 
Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this guy, Parker Ford, played college in Rhode Island. He's from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he played college down there. And then the Jets signed him to an AHL contract last year. He got in eight games with the Moose and put up like four points or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he has impressed in training camp. Um, does he earn himself a roster spot? I don't think so because it's just, I don't think it's there, you know? So I think he'll play in the HL, but he could very likely be one of the first call-ups should there be a need for such a thing. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, another question for you. So there's, there's, uh, Chaz Lucius is still there. Um, Colby Barlow is still there. Danny Zilkin is still there. Um, presumably these three guys are, you know, sort of part of the next wave or the, or the future. Um, those guys are going to end up with the moose. And I think that old bones is just kind of giving a little bit more, uh, seasoning, a little bit more opportunity to those guys. Um, I think Barlow has to go back to the juniors junior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, couple of the all the defensemen we talked about this last week all of the defensemen that we figured would be there until the end are still there uh yeah. still there's on... nine still in camp and yeah. you know what i was kind of reading and doing figuring out it seems like the most likely configuration for a 23-man roster for the jets is to have 13 forwards eight defensemen and um the two goalies Yes. So, so, so who goes? So that mm-hmm. if there's nine defensemen in camp right now, yeah, who goes? Presumably well, well, that means that Hanela Hanela would go because he's the one who's still got he's options. Waivers exempt, right? And yeah. whereas Declan Chisholm would have to go through waivers to get sent down. Yeah. And you know, he's he's a guy the Jets like. He's looked really good, but man, has Vili Hainala ever looked great in his couple preseason games that I've seen. Every time he's out there, I'm noticing him for good reasons. Like he's yeah. been well, he's been awesome to watch. And it makes me excited that but but yeah, like the reality is that he's probably gonna get sent down. But here's an off the chart kind of idea. And Chevy, if you're listening, feel free to take this advice um put uh logan stanley through waivers <laughs> nobody's gonna claim him or if they do eh, oh well um because like you know i get it you can't teach size jared and he's a big boy and but man he <laughs> he hasn't looked very good like no he's playing against ahl talent in these preseason games and he himself looks like AHL a talent. great AHLer. Yeah. So whereas Vili Hainala has looked amazing and Declan Chisholm, he's looked great. Um I'd so say, I say I'd keep say, I keep yeah. keep Vili and Declan as your sort of seven eight. Yep. Work them in with you know, and I think Schmidt might be hurt right now or something. He's dealing with something. I don't mm-hmm. think he's gonna keep him out of uh, any significant time, but like, you know, uh you, you got some wiggle room there to to put guys in and out. Yep. Capo Bianco is the other guy. I don't know what his deal is because I think he's, he's hurt. He's right hurt now. right now too. Um, yeah. One more thing, and then we got to go. Uh, yeah. One of the guys that I kind of think 
uh, is kind of seems to be shifting down the roster and everybody kind of um, penciled him in for a spot on the third line is uh, Krabby, uh, Krabby Appleton. I, you know, like he's, he's a good guy. He's a good player. He's a solid player, but at some point he's going to be a guy also that needs to give up his roster spot. Right. And how soon before, before that happens? I mean, I would put, I would put him on the fourth line. I would make sure that Baron is skating on the third line and presumably one of the, uh, yeah, I follow like, or or Kapari or one of the uh, LA pickups. So I like I like Baron over Appleton at this point. I think Appleton he it's this year he needs well he needs to put the biscuit in the basket. Um, yep. he he's had a a rough go of of that lately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's not like yeah he he's not been he had that one good year and then the Jets protected him. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, no, they, they let him he go. He was exposed in the yeah. draft, and the and Seattle took him. And then but he got the, traded. The year back. before that, he was good. And, and then, then he got yeah, then he, he got traded, traded back. back at the deadline, and then yeah. he hasn't really been the same. Like, was it last year that he broke his arm playing football? At, no, no, at... that was a that was a few years back, and it was his ankle he broke no. playing football. Um, last year he broke his arm uh, in the camera hole Jesus. on the glass. Keep your arm out of the camera hole. Like, yeah, uh, he, yeah. The they changed the they changed the rule in the entire league about those holes because of what happened to Mason Appleton last year. So, hopefully, that's not going to be his legacy. Like, I hope he can start uh, putting more points up because, you know, at this point he's twenty seven. Yeah. You know, he's not a young pup anymore. Nope. Um, and you know he's got speed and all the rest of it, but he just uh, not a lot of guys, not a lot guys of finish. The Jets, no, there's guys that the Jets could and maybe should be playing ahead of him at this point, or yep. you know, so he's got a he's got to kind of uh, shape up, or yep. else he'll be shipped out. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of shipping out, we got to ship out here. We're yeah, we're out of time. Okay. Um, we got one song to one play song. before we go. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to introduce it? I forget what it is. Elliot Brood. Oh yes, right. Okay, yeah. Elliot Brood, great band, Canadian, uh, you know, folk rock legends, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they've got a brand new album coming out in November. This mm-hmm. is uh, the the new single off of that. It's called um, Rose City. Rose Rose City. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice. We'll catch you next time. So